I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's time for the Drive's Top 4 at 4. All right, here we go. Hour number two of the drive underway. Top 4 at 4 brought to you by Knoxville Smiles. Tucker Harlan, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, number six, Tennessee continues SEC play with a contest against Alabama in Thompson Bullock Arena at Food City Center Saturday. Tip-off is at two, and the game airs on ESPN2. Carl Ravitch, Jimmy Dykes will have the call for the second Tennessee game in a row. No betting line has been released just yet. Make it nasty. Make it nasty, Tennessee fans. It, got, it was nasty last year when these guys – I remember uh, <laughs> there was – were you at the game last year? I was, yeah. Uh, multiple bleep you Bama chants broke out. And, like, the administrators are running around trying, no, no, don't do that. It's a bad look. Let them have it, Tennessee as, fans. Make it nasty. As if that matters at all to them. At number two, we have a bit of an update on Zaylance Watch. Oh, um, according to Austin Price, Zaylance Hurd's name is in the UTK student directory. How about that? That's a good sign. School starts Monday, right? It does. And Zaylance is registered for classes. Sounds like it. So well, there you have it. Yeah, plug and play five star. On the offensive line, your new left tackle. This will be the third year in a row that Heupel has brought in a new left tackle from the transfer portal. Mincy in 2022, Waffle House last year, and now Zaylance. you got to have a cool name, too. Waffle House and Zaylance. Who's yeah. he going to get next year? I guess Zaylance would be a two-year guy. Yeah, he'll be a, at the very a, least. Yeah, he'll be a true sophomore next year, and hopefully he's your protecting Nico's blind side for 2024 and 2025. And then you know, hope, hopefully by then, like one of these dudes we signed, a Gage Ginther or somebody like that will actually you know, pan out and be a dude that we can play there. Bennett Warren maybe. Can you imagine how much it costs to feed these the old lineman? Well, I mean, we're over $200 million in revenue now for the athletics department, so they got the money. At number three, another big name has left Tuscaloosa via the transfer portal. Julian Sayan, the top-ranked quarterback in the class of 2024, entered the portal this morning. Sayan enrolled early at Alabama and his first day of classes earlier this semester con- coincided with the announcement of Coach Nick Saban's retirement. The dismantling of the radical terrorist organization known as BAMAS continues. Julian saying, just saying, he gone. wonder where he goes. I don't know. Is he from Uh, California? Yes. He goes out there. He goes out to... Well, USC's got their heir apparent. To yeah, that Miller Moss kid looked good in the bowl Williams. game. So Oregon's got Gabriel. Maybe he goes to Washington and play for Jed Fish. Yeah, that'd be ironic. That would be very ironic. We need to circle back to Jed Fish. And finally, at number four, Ohio State has found itself a new offensive coordinator. 
The Buckeyes have hired former Penn State and Houston Texans head coach Bill O'Brien to Bill fill the vacancy. O'Brien has also spent a total of eight seasons working under Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. Yet, Tucker, my boy, during those eight seasons, he did not win a championship. I didn't bring that up, but I meant to. So, yes, he's – I mean, what, what, is, what has he done, like, actually in his career outside of just hanging around with those two guys? That's what's wild. When he's worked with them are the years where they did not win it. Because, I mean, you think about it, obviously the NCAA is all over them at Penn State at the time, right? That's right after the whole Sandusky-Paterno nonsense. He, he saved Penn State football. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, but then he gets to the NFL, and he's with the Texans, and, you know, he's steady with them, but then yeah. he undoes all of that by plunging them into a three-year period of darkness that they're just now getting out of. You know, he basically – Yeah, and he had that whole that hard knocks deal. Every You know, he's a really, he's a really likable guy. Great family man, great story. And then he just, like you said, he sent him into the dark age. Yeah, but. I mean, he literally said to DeAndre Hopkins, the last time I've had a situation like this I've dealt with, it was with Aaron Hernandez. It's a little dark. He said D-Hop? Yeah, to D-Hop. That's what he told him on the way out in 2020. It's not nice. No, it's not. And the two years he was at Bama, they didn't win titles? No, because he was there last season, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I saw that last night. On well, he was with the Patriots somebody, this past season. Yeah. But somebody posted that on that. It was just a kind of a one of those li- weird little, like, facts or nuggets. It's like, wow. How do you work for those two coaches for eight seasons and not get at least one ring? So he's literally just running coaching circles with big names and not done a it's thing. Like they win it the year before he's there, they win it the year after he's there, but they don't. You don't win it when he's on your staff. So Ohio State is doomed when it comes to winning national championships as long as he's in the building. Wow, that's what it sounds like. Hate it for them. I don't think there's any way Ryan Day survives losing to Michigan again. Do you guys? I don't either. Maybe you think Vrabes just sits out and. Waits that out and tries to get it and play at his alma mater? Uh, I mean, that, that would be an option because I'm telling you, I've seen Vrabe. I saw Vrabe's on, uh, what's the, is it Bussin' with the Boys with Taylor Lewan? Yeah. Uh, I saw him on there. I've seen him on a couple of different things that are more laid back and more like, it'd be a little bit more buttoned down doing TV, but he's really good on camera. He's funny. Uh, and, you know, he knows his stuff. So, yeah, I can totally see him. Well, be interesting to see if he's still around coming here because I, I do think that Michigan probably – well, I don't know, man. If, if Harbaugh bolts and they just give it to Sharon Moore, I see that falling apart pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, you got to get uh, over that hurdle. The other thing about Vrabes is he's the kind of guy and personality where, you know, we've talked about getting the Saban discount. Alabama got the Saban discount. I mean, if the coach like Vrabel, if, that would be an advantage I think he would have at the, in the college ranks. Mm. So, anyhow. Top four at four brought to you by Knoxville Smiles. Folks, don't put off your dental visits any longer. Schedule an appointment with Knoxville Smiles. It's where I go to the dentist. Dr. Steve Malone's been in business for a quarter of a century here in Knoxville now. He's part of our community, great guy, great family, and he is my dentist. It's where I go for my routine dental cleanings. If you need something more 
uh, invasive. You need restorative procedures, fillings, crowns, bridges. You got a tooth that's bugging you, something with your mouth, your jaw that just doesn't feel right. Go over there to Knoxville Smiles. Tell them I sent you. They'll take great care of you. They make it super comfortable, super relaxed environment. I love Knoxville Smiles. Their phone number is 865-539-1776. And their website, where you can also make your appointment online, is KnoxvilleSmiles.com. What did did you have on Jed Fish, Bear? Did you guys see there's, like, he's basically being accused of openly tampering with the Arizona roster. I'm sure he is. I mean... But I mean, like being like, like it, it kind of gave me like almost like a Jeremy Pruitt, Lane Kiffin kind of vibe. Like it's college football, man. Like I, I'm sure he is, and it, it. I mean, there are no rules right now, so what do you expect? I mean, it's uh, DeBoer's doing it with Washington. Like they're bringing, he's bringing a bunch of guys with him. Yeah, Dion brought guys with him. Like what? if if we were hiring a guy that from a school with a decent roster, I would expect guys do. I would expect him to bring guys with him. Did Heupel bring anybody besides Gaston? They brought that tight end Browder that hasn't really played yet. Oh yeah, I forgot that he was from there. I haven't really gotten. Anybody I guess that's from... not a very fair comparison. Yeah. Though. No. Arizona's a Arizona's a lot closer to Washington than and being at this kind of level than you know Central Florida. Hell, I don't know. Dylan yeah. Gabriel was one of the yeah, I mean, he, transfer portal quarterbacks the past two years. He, he's the only one I can think of from that program that we would have really wanted, and we had Hooker. So, I got I, – I mean, I, I don't have a problem with, with that, really. I mean, it, it sucks for Arizona, but yeah. that's what happens when you have a system with without any checks and balances, any sort of rules – Rails, speed bumps. Well, whatever. they're not going to get any uh, – doesn't look like any relief or help from Congress. I mean, both sides of the aisle told basically told them, look, you know, don't come to us looking to help you get out of this mess. So. So, Zay Lance is in the student directory. Yes. Maybe he does that thing where, it, like, I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't announce. Maybe he just goes to classes tomorrow. Like, I've got my deal and – well. Uh, now that you say that, um, I guess the first day of classes was canceled. Was it supposed to be this Wednesday? Or so, No, no, next ago? Monday. Oh, We've already canceled it. Oh, really? Yeah. They've already canceled stuff for Monday? Inclement weather. It's not It's not coming up above freezing from here out, guys, until Monday. I mean, that's that. That's fine. Like, it, it probably – and uh, Knox County will probably be canceled Monday, too. But it's like, why – I don't know. Like, just wait. Right? The weather changes. Maybe, maybe it warms up. It probably won't. But why cancel something Monday on Friday? <laughs> just uh, that was that was announced yesterday. You're, you're talking about a massive <laughs> campus that you know they have to make a decision. I mean, look how we blasted. I mean, Knox County's done some wild stuff the past couple of years. They're really lucky it didn't bite them in the behind on waiting too long. And then you don't want to, you know. I mean, that's a pretty big, pretty big deal. The operation they've got going over there, Russell. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Thousands and thousands of students and employees. I don't know. You give me twenty-four hours notice, like that's that's plenty to me. 
I was mad at Knox County because they 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 canceled classes for wind yeah. with a thirty minute notice. That's a little stupid. <laughs> that was that's insane. I got a lot of feedback to that rant and back channels. You're a real man of the people. Well, it sucked, man. I mean, like it it personally, it was a Rogers hydrant service crap moment of the week because like I was getting ready to come do the show and then I get you know, my wife works in the schools and and she's far away. And so like she had to go get my daughter from her high school and I had to go just with like literally 15 minutes notice. Like if if I had been doing something else, I had a, if I had a meeting or something, luckily I didn't have anything going on. I was at the house, but I, I had to like go and then you get in line. It was like half an hour just sitting there. It sucked. Yeah. Plus they went from, I mean, those two days, I mean, he could have gone to school those two days, Russ. And then they went straight into a week off. Hell, they haven't been at school in two weeks. They ain't going on Monday. I bet they don't go back to Wednesday. My my nine year old's having the time of his life, man. I was I thought you know you told us about that. Uh, I think it may have been off the air. You you, you know you're just like hey, basically doing what I did. He's just he's gone. No, he, his he's, it's, it's his blizzard of ninety three. That was so much fun. It's kids. Yeah. Just, oh, I was, I was happy for him. It's incredible, man. Was it be- and, I mean, hell, we're old dudes now, and we still remember those days. Yeah. We attempted to, to roll a giant snowball. I'm talking this thing was like five, six feet high. Yeah, I remember doing that, making the big old snowball. That was so much yeah. fun. Yeah, and we tried to roll it through uh, my buddy Dave's. Uh, we are going to try and – run it through his front door well i still remember you know everybody has their own sled right but the best sled in the neighborhood was sometimes the best sled is the worst looking thing right oh yeah the one with all the bells and whistles is rarely the best sled we had this like probably 10 foot long blue plastic sled and it was just it was like carolina blue had like one of those rope the twine rope on on the front like it was nothing fancy about it no bells and whistles just like a but we could pile like four or five kids on there and you, oh, you know, hell you're either yeah. like on top of each other or going toboggan style like all the most dangerous configurations you can think of and just humming down you know ramp going airborne guys getting hurt i broke my arm sledding once when i was in uh second grade did i t- ever tell you that yeah, you did. Had to walk home like half a mile through the snow on the ice with my my wrist just shattered, dude. Just like hanging, it was nasty. Yeah, I had my I never got hurt. Now my my brother, my little brother, he ended up being like a he, my little brother. He's an idiot, but like he's ran in a lot of marathons around the world. He was a marathon runner when we were kids. He was fat, and he flew off a sled. One of those flexible flyers. So you two like did the reverse thing. Shut up, Russell. But it's actually true. Yeah, it's an honest Friday. Yeah, it's exactly it. I was really athletic and he was fat. And then I slid pretty quickly in the, you know, ruin while he ran in like the Rome Marathon, the London Marathon, the New York, you know, he ran all these big marathons. But anyhow, yeah, I had to drag him from the bottom of our neighborhood. We lived like near the top of it. On a sled, I thought he broke his hip. He never thanked me for it. Never thanked me for it. 
cold as hell. Let's go to the phones before we get too fur- too much further down memory lane. <laughs> Joshy Boy is up next on the drive. Good afternoon, Joshy Boy. Good afternoon, fellas. What's up? How are you guys doing on uh, this snowy Friday? Doing good, man. Fired up. Tomorrow's going to be a, a great sports-watching day. Russ, uh, what do you think about uh, the Vols being a five-and-a-half-point favorite tomorrow against Bama? Is that what we got, five-and-a-half? Yep. What? Uh... Where are you seeing that? DraftKings. Okay. I, I I mean that sounds about right to me. Like I think we should be favored. We're at home. I think we're a better team, but I I don't think it's a decided advantage. Um, do you uh, do you think uh, the late free throws may play in like a fact? Sure. Say like we're up and making sure. a Mets free throw line in the game. Yeah. Eight of eight of the last nine contests between Tennessee and Alabama have been single digits. So wow. I, I would anticipate a close one. Yeah. Their defense uh, is like in the 70s or 80s, ain't it? Like nationally, Alabama. Uh, Ken Palm has them 63rd in the country in adjusted defense, but they are uh, first in offense. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they, and that's been kind of his MO down there, right? I mean, they, they do that. They play fast, wide open, spreading yep. the floor. Um, you have we have to guard the three point line. Like that's probably if we're doing Rogers keys to victory, which we might have to do here later in the show. Like that would be my number one thing. Is like we we got to guard the three point line. If they yeah. make you know over ten threes on us, it's going to be hard to win. Yeah, it will be. I'm thinking about maybe just taking the over in the game tomorrow, though. <laughs> what do we have a number on that? Think. I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty sure I saw 158 or 160, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a high number, ain't it, Russ? Yeah, and you know, Rick Barn, the way we won this game last year. Now, remember that that game we played without Phillips and Triple J. Both missed yeah. that game, and we turned it into a rock fight because we had to. And right. and their fans, it's funny. I was, you know, we're all perusing the Bama message boards for uh, college message board schadenfreude enjoying the Bama tears and I was watching you know their their fan narrative coming into this game is we get away with murder and we're and Bama's going to get a terrible whistle because it's in Knoxville and they think they always get screwed by the refs every time they come up here yeah <laughs> but I mean that that is interesting that it's indicative of like they probably think and and that Rick Barnes is going to try and muck it up and and, right. and foul and grab and hold and make it a really physical game. So that's probably, you know, it from their perspective, they're coming up here prepared for war. You know, they're, they're going to get all fired up and, oh, we can't let them big boy us. And so it probably will be a bit of a wrestling match, especially down low. Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think about the Raiders deciding to keep uh, Antonio Pierce? Well, they sc- um, they're they're expected to, I think, finalize a deal with him is what I had just seen. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, he's very similar. I think of him a lot like 
you know, Dan Campbell at Detroit. I mean, players coach. Players coach, tough. Uh, but he, you know, he was a winner when he was a player. Um, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think the Titans need the Titans need to hire a guy like that, a players coach, a tough guy. But I know they're shooting for like an offensive minded coach. You know, I just I'm a big fan of seeing guys, and I, I don't like all you know all the retreads, the Shanahan's, Callahan's, the Benahan, this and that, and it's just all wow. the names, the retread pile. I like seeing guys like this guy, you know, Pierce and, and Campbell and seeing some of those guys get a shot at it. Yeah, you so. don't want to see Bill O'Brien as your head coach in the NFL. No, that's boring as hell. I was listening to Cowherd yeah. at the end of their their show and uh, whoever they have, their NFL expert, they, uh, they asked him, you know, who do you see getting the Titans job? And he said Bobby Slowick. Oh. Which I'd be fine with me. Yeah, it'd make me happy. He's he's a little yeah. young and and inexperienced, but you know you got the Shanahan connection, his work with the Texans, his intel on that organization. I mean, there's a lot to to like there. Russ, yeah, you I feel like he did a really good job of, of with C.J. Stroud and his development this year, and one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Russ, you don't want to hear what I have to say about Amy Adam Strunk. It's uh, it's bad. I think. But it, here's the clean version. She should just sell the team out and give it to somebody who actually cares about winning. You know? She should sell it to me. She ain't yeah. selling it, dude. That's her family's football team. I'll so, give her uh, 200 bucks and a gift certificate to the pizza kitchen. My only question I have for you guys, who do you think will be next year – Nico's favorite target to throw to in football season. I'm gonna say squirrel. Yeah, because the, the slot. Yeah, because the slot usually gets the most targets in this offense. I don't see squirrel getting passed up there. I see him being more productive with a better quarterback. You don't think it'll be Brazil? I, I mean, who's who's going to be? Assuming Brew gets his old spot back, and Squirrel stays in the slot, then. Like, I don't know that Brazil is going to be handed that position. I, you, you've got yeah. Brazil, you've got Thornton coming back, and you've got Mike Matthews, in my mind, all vying for that third spot. And so I think we're going to be good at that spot, but I, I don't know that it's necessarily going to be Brazil getting that job. I, I do think you're probably out of the two and three, yeah, other than Brew, I, those are, I think we're going to see going back to how it was with Hendon. Your home yeah. run balls, but I, I still expect Brew. And Brew looked really good the other day when Russ and I uh, got to meet him and, and talk to him. Um, if you haven't listened to it, uh, you need to go back. It's in the end of what, Russ? Hour one of that day's podcast? End of hour one, yes. Yeah. So he looks like he's he's ready to go. So. Yeah. Russ, uh, at the door, I kind of want to make a rant. Bama's end of the dynasty is over, and it's time for Tennessee to take the series back starting this season. And I'm going to make a bold prediction. The Vols are headed to Tuscaloosa in 2025. They are going to win 
down there. See ya. Roll down tide. I like it. I like it. Let's get this one in 2024 first. And then we'll worry about 2025. But can you imagine a seasoned Nico at the helm going down there in his Heisman campaign? Those braids flowing out the back of his helmet. Zaylance Ernell Hurd is listed in the UTK student directory. How does that strike you, Tucker? Sounds good. We have progress that may be in that one reg- of the regard. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we, we got a little progress there on Zaylance Watch. Say his name again, Russ. Give us some John Ward. I can't. Oh, I, I can't do that. It feels like sacrilege. I can't do that. Zaylance. Zaylance Ernell Hurd. That's one of the best Tennessee names we've had in a long time. Ernell. What a great name. Stay with us. The drive continues. More of your phone calls coming up after this quick timeout. Stay with us. More Fan Run Radio on the way. The Drive. Hi, this is Allenberg. Cupid's Allen is your Valentine's Day headquarters. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Don't forget, voluntary reaction as soon as the Tennessee-Alabama basketball game is over. Join myself, Bear, and Davey Hudson of OutKick live on Twitter Spaces at Fox Sports Knox, the X account there. We will be breaking it down and hopefully, Bear, drinking once again from the keg of glory. My... uh... I have a thirst, Russ. Uh, that the Bama keg of glory is is it hits a little bit harder, man. I don't care what the sport is. It's always cold, isn't it? Ice, ice cold, and delicious. Phil is next on the drive. Good afternoon, Phil. Where's all right, David? What's up, Philly? How you all doing? Doing well, thank you. That's good. Well, Joshy boy's already got us winning in 25. Uh, is he drinking today or something? We drank beer. I liked beer. Still like beer. I think he's just optimistic. Well, I know that uh, it looks good, uh, but we haven't played 24 yet. How are we going to win 25? You don't even know what rosters they're going to have down there. I guarantee you they'll buy some kind of roster. We're just glad to say we ain't buying it. We're going to have Zay Lance protecting Nico's blind side when we go down there. That's all I know. That makes me feel good, Phil. Yeah, it sure does. He's got a good name, and it doesn't have a cousin that's uh, trying to play the South down here. We think Jeremiah's Hurd and Zay Lance Hurd are related. Sounds like they that are. Is, that has not been confirmed, though. Not I, confirmed. To my knowledge. Well, somebody's made to do some research around town, you know? We've got all these guys that sound like good offensive line prospects playing defensive line. I, I know you're you're out on Trevor Duncan, Phil, which is a little bit weird from coming from the Alter Boys. But Nathan Robinson and Jeremiah's Hurd is supposed to start out on that side, and people say that he sounds like a good O line prospect. Yeah, but uh, they did a good job O line recruiting uh, this past year. So we're, I mean, yeah, they put bodies somewhere, and they're going to lose a lot of defensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, 
after this year too. So we got this kid from Stanford visiting. Apparently, he's on campus now. Jackson Moy Moi, however we pronounce his name, but that that's uh, that's good because he's got two years to play. He's got three years to play yeah, two. The good good one. Yeah, so like you know, he's a guy you can kind of stash on your roster. I don't, you know, you don't need him necessarily for this season, but twenty twenty five, you're going to need him, Phil, because like you said, we we lose about five or six guys across the defensive line. Yeah, supposedly. Wasn't he on a visit to Washington whenever uh, Washington's coach left to go yeah. to Alabama? Yeah, and apparently Fish and, and that staff are still trying to get him to Washington, so hopefully he's not too turned off by the snow. I mean, a, a California guy when he when he comes over here. But, yeah, Tennessee desperately needs some guys to put in the percolator for 2025 <laughs> on the D-line. Well, the, I think tomorrow's game is probably the key game of the season because uh, you don't want to uh, – if you lose that game, you still got to play Alabama down there. You're still going to play Kentucky twice and you're going to play Auburn twice. And uh, you just can't afford to lose at home and get two games behind uh, Auburn and Alabama in the race. I thought we only played Auburn once this year. Are we playing twice? No, it's just once, and it's here in the middle of the week in February. You sure? Yeah. They, Tennessee doesn't have to go down there. Well, that's great. That's good news. Yeah. But uh, I still think it's going to come down to those four, these four teams we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to hold serve. I mean, we're undefeated, 9-0 and at home. And, like, Thompson Bowling Arena, I, I know our fans like to – rip on it it's not loud enough or whatever but like it is a hard place to play and, and, and you don't just waltz in there and, and win now they beat us here a couple of years ago which again that still sticks in my craw but Tennessee got them last year and that's why I'm saying we got to make it nasty tomorrow Phil yeah well, I do think it's gonna be the uh key match about last year May Shack Garden uh, Brandon Miller was the key matchup of the game yeah uh, I don't know I mean, I guess if Sears is healthy, you would have him against maybe Meshack or some other strong defender. Uh, but it sounds like Sears may be a little gimpy. We'll know for sure tomorrow. Yeah, and who's going to guard Prangle? Of course, they don't have the Diaco in there. We no. all have an advantage inside. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, Adu has been on a tear of late, and like we, we got to – because they – that's their whole thing, Phil, is threes and layups. Like, they do not shoot mid-range jumpers. It's th- Everything is either a three-point attempt or at the rim. So, Adu has got to be the rim protector. Got to keep him out of foul trouble. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the Estrella, I mean, the, start, the, tennis, the who's the guy from Alabama, the other guard? Cade Phillips. From Alabama. I'm talking about on oh, Alabama's roster. On Alabama's roster. Uh, Estrada. Aaron Estrada. Estrada. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. wonder who's going to guard him. The Vescovi? Probably. Ves- Vescovi. Um, maybe Connect. And who's Ziggler going to guard? Probably Sears, I would say. Yeah. Now, who is it? It's Gimped. Is it Sears? It is Sears. He, uh, th- I think they had to work on him, like tape him up on uh, after the Missouri game. And he I- came back into the game, though, right? Yeah, but he was not the same. Okay. And then I guess Triple J would be guarding Pringle, or whatever his name is, who uh, 
Yeah, they, was a highly recruited player two years ago. They do typically put Triple J on the bigger guys defensively. And then uh, uh, they even guard that white center they got. I mean, that would probably be Adu. You know, they Rick Barnes today was talking about. I was watching his media availability, and like the first question he was asked was about playing two bigs against Florida. It was the most they had done that, and he's kind of nonchalantly he's like, "Yeah, we can play that way." You know, if if that's how they want to play, we can do it that way. So, um, you know, Alabama starts two big guys, but I think they play a lot of four guard ball and stuff, and. You know, you don't want Adu, like we were talking about, Phil, you're going to have to protect the rim for us. You don't want him being drawn away from the basket, having to guard the three-point line, because first of all, he's not yeah. very good out there. Uh, and second of all, like, we need our rim protector, you know, around the rim. <laughs> so, it'll be interesting That's to see how we play I it. Could, I could foresee uh, playing four guards, but Triple J at the five against Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama goes small. Interesting. All right, guys, let's beat Alabama's butt because I'm tired of looking at them. Uh, they get away with murder. Now, now the the devil's gone, and let's put, let's get uh, Alabama's basketball coach. Get him an unemployment line soon. See. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. So five guard. Phil wants five guards. Triple J at the five, and I guess you put Mayshack in there. Yeah, it's a pretty athletic group. Can we rebound out of that set? Is what I would, you know. And are they just getting whatever they want at the rim and triple j is a good rebounder when he needs to be barnes has, M- barnes has talked about that though about yeah. like tri- uh, triple j can play the five and I, I don't know that we've seen it yet this year i can't remember offhand I can't imagine am M- i off base for thinking that we i want to see estrella to continue to get build his minutes up especially in a game like this where they're want if they're wanting to go two bigs yeah i don't know i mean i I don't know how Barnes is going to try and play that. My gut tells me that as much as I want to see Estrella and Freddie continue to to get their opportunities, this feels like a game where he kind of locks it down and plays seven or eight guys and doesn't rotate too much. Yeah, he's just it's all out for the win. Uh, Yeah, I mean, are you do you trust? Freddie DeLeon and, and Estrella in a game like this. I, this I trust game, Estrella man. enough now after seeing him play against Florida the other night that I'd, if I'm him, I'm, I'm wanting to, you know, you can, if it does, if you see right away that he's going to get abused, yeah, you get him out. But I'd definitely throw him out there and just to see what would happen. But you never know. What if the kid rises to the occasion? I think he's going to end up being one of the best guys to ever come through under Barnes. There, I said it. Estrella? Yeah. He's got, he's a, got, a, he's got a shot at it. Bears firing up the hype train. He's my pick to click. <laughs> For when? Now. He's your pick to click now. You think he's going to click he's this the, season? He's the third man in the uh, uh, big guy I, rotation. I think, he, I think he could. I think he could. If the kid's given the opportunity. Hmm. Eight six yeah, five I mean, five four six. Right now, buy in, Russ. Buy in with me. Eight two zero zero. I mean, I've been bought in. Like it's not. 
he was what a top 20 national level recruit borderline five star like yeah I, I expect big things out of him I just I don't know that we necessarily need him right now well I mean we saw what was the game it was uh was it Mississippi State where Awaka and Adu both uh Adu fouled out with what like five minutes left yeah that is Adu cannot foul out Oh, by the way, speaking of the, have you seen the latest ESPN bracketology from Lunardi? Uh, no, I did see another one that has as a two seed in the South Region, though. I think it was Cats or somebody. Where's Lunardi, guys? He's got as as a two seed in the Midwest Detroit Regional, playing St. Peter's in the first round. Take a wild guess, Bear, who the one seed is in this region. Purdue. Yes, sir. You imagine playing Purdue with a in the Elite Eight with a in Detroit with a trip to Glendale on the line. What would Boilermaker Bob do? I that might tear him right down the middle. Yeah, there could be an outright civil war. It's even worse. Fan run. It's even worse than the Sweet Sixteen. Boilermaker Bobby with a you know. I mean, he literally John. I'll tell you this right now: John Reed would have a would have a very his patience would be tested. Yeah, and he'd have a a pretty big decision to make. Yeah, I mean, how could Bob root against his neighbor like that? Bob Baskerville, golly! Anybody see South uh, Florida come back against Memphis last (laughs) night? Yes. Their fans were melting down. I I was watching that game. I I had that game on in the background and kept and I turned it off because it was a twenty point game at the beginning of the second half. Yeah, and I did not hear that they blew it until this morning. When have you ever known USF to be good at basketball, Memphis? Well, and Penny kind of threw his team under the bus, basically saying there's an internal dissension and they've got a bunch of ball hogs on the team. He said that so many of his own guys looking to score, it becomes an issue sometimes. I, I really hate to see Tiger High in meltdown mode. Breaks my heart. Oh. Yeah, I, I can tell. Your, your voice is oozing with empathy and sympathy right now. Hate those guys. I don't like them very much at all. Let's get Brad in La Follette in here next. What's up, Brad? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, it's going well. How are you, sir? Oh, man. Time to get dug out. You get a bunch of snow up there? Oh, yeah. We got about, we got about 11, 12 inches, yeah. Woo. Y'all got hammered. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Oh, man. Yeah, I just want to call in. I ain't called in a few weeks, uh, but uh, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. What about that three-day underwater chest that Michigan's pulling up there? I mean, you got Jim Harbaugh out here conducting NFL interviews, but um, they've not technically – he's still technically the head coach, so the portal stays closed for Michigan. You think if um, Alabama would have had to do different, they would have uh, come up with a different plan? No, because I think Saban – I don't know. It sounded like Saban was just tired. He was just done. 
it's kind of hard to it's easier to do that with you know harbaugh because he's interviewing for jobs if harbaugh takes the chargers job the portal opens up for his players doesn't it yeah yeah but do you think they're waiting on until like when classes start that way they're kind of locked in at michigan or i think they kind of looked at alabama and then and it's kind of using that as a cautionary tale yeah, maybe, no, but the portal will open up again after spring. So I just don't – I don't think there's any way for these schools and these coaches to really game the system anymore because the rules have become so player-friendly to where you can leave just about any time. Yeah, I mean, it, as soon as – I think the way the rules are written, and that's what Alabama's going through, as soon as the coaching change occurs, there is a 30-day window that automatically opens for your current roster. So even if he draws this out through the playoffs and stuff, as soon as he – if he were to take an NFL job, uh, the entire Michigan roster would be able to enter the transfer portal. Yeah, I just think there's got to be some kind of time in, involved. I mean, I, I don't see I don't see Jim Harbaugh coming back to college. I mean, if he was going to leave, it, you know – I don't think he's coming back, but I think there's something there. There's some kind of timing thing they're trying to use to their advantage by just not going ahead and saying, yeah, Jim Harbaugh's out. Hmm. Well, I think he's going to go, and I think they're going to give it to that Sharon Moore guy, and I think it's going to be a total train wreck. I I think it'll just be a slow backslide into mediocrity for them. Like, it's kind of weird. I don't think their fans realize – they're so – basking in the afterglow of their championship that they don't realize their program is about to fall apart. You know, I mean, I, I feel like I maybe I'm missing it. I don't peruse their message boards or listen to their talk shows or anything like that. But, like, going from Jim Harbaugh to Sharon Moore seems like a massive drop-off to me. Yeah. Guys, I've got, I've got family members that live in Memphis that are – Alabama fans, and I've never, I've never seen them this disheveled. And you would think the world had ended. <laughs> I mean, they're just it's it, a lie. And uh, I remind them of it every day that uh-huh. uh, that you know that they, they suck and they're going to suck for the next ten years. And it ought to make for a good family get together next time I see them. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I just hate it, and we're about to get some breaking news from Gainesville where our, our biggest rivals are crumbling, Bear. They're crumbling. I love it, Russ. Gainesville and Tuscaloosa, five-alarm meltdown fires in both cities. Meanwhile, it's just business as usual here in Knoxville. Winter has come, Russ, for these people. Hate it. Hate it for them. Brad, uh, good stuff, my man. Anything else? That's it, guys. Talk to you later. Hey, good to hear from you. Stay with us when we continue. Breaking news from Gainesville. More problems for Sunbelt Billy? We'll fill you in when we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. 1057 FM, 1340 AM, streaming online, fanrunradio.com, and your free Fan Run app. Russell Bear Tucker back with you on a Friday afternoon edition of the show. Let's go to the Fan Run Breaking News Desk.
The Florida Gators football program is under NCAA investigation. Go Gator. Say it ain't so. On June 9th, the NCAA sent UF President Ben Sass a notice of inquiry. That's a formal document enforcement staff sends to schools alerting them of the investigation before interviewing any school employees or athletes. The Tampa Bay Times requested the letter in October. The request was initially denied but fulfilled Friday after inquiries from the Times Legal Counsel. Gators spokesman Steve McLean says, We have been and will continue to cooperate with the NCAA. We hold ourselves to high standards of excellence and integrity on and off the field, he said, presumably with a straight face. Because we follow NCAA policies about maintaining confidentiality, we are unable to offer additional comments. The specific nature of the investigation and potential violations are not specified in the document, but it comes after the Gators were embroiled in one of the most high-profile NCAA cases in recent memory. In December 2020, the Gators received a one-year probation for recruiting violations under then-coach Dan Mullen. A level two infraction involved Mullen and an assistant meeting with a recruit who hadn't finished his junior year of high school. A level three infraction centered on impermissible contact between coaches and recruits who were on their way to a tournament in Tampa. So we don't know what the we don't know what the the accusation is here, Bear. But the, you know they've they're dealing with the stuff. It, who who like, I got even remember that they had the thing with Mullen like I vaguely remember that was a thing but I didn't remember it until I just what, read what this was it he, did, he allegedly did sounded like a bump rule basically like oh uh, some, my god some pretty small stuff I mean if that's all it is and I'm a Tennessee fan and I hate Florida sure hate him but this if this is a bump violation well, under... the, no well the, this was that was what the Mullen stuff was back in 2020 we don't know okay. what this – there's no indication of what the new stuff is, but uh, it's interesting they were able Hell, to keep that quiet for so the, long. Who's the quarterback? That that whole – Rashada. Rashada. I bet that's what it is. Well, yeah, I mean, from my perspective, because Tennessee has been so high profile with its NIL stuff and there's so much buzz around the Nico deal and, you know, there's that – article that said spire was the best collective in the country and we know that tennessee is throwing around money when it comes to nil right yeah we just have to hope that they're doing it um following all not straying outside yeah. the lines of what they're allowed to do yeah okay. i mean we are on probation right now the ncaa and, and we'll continue to be for what the next two or three years yep yeah <laughs> we're, just, we're always on parole yeah, uh, it's why I had trouble, you know, dancing on Florida State's grave when they got put on probation last week, and and their penalties weren't anything terribly severe, I don't think. But it's like, I mean, guy got a two year show cause. Yeah, Kirby ratted him out. He is snitching Kirby smart. Can you imagine being that dirty and snitching? I mean, isn't that kind of what Fulmer was doing to Alabama back in the day? Oh, man, it's an honest Friday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically. I put that in a different cat. It's Alabama, Tennessee. That's 
Well, you know? but, but it was also in a different time. 20 years ago, like, you could still get in pretty big trouble for paying players. Like, if you could prove it, you were going on probation. You were vacating wins. You were losing scholarships. You were getting hammered. Now, it's just there's no – like, even if the NCAA did come to town and say, you know what, we're investigating Spire and – we can prove violations here and you guys were on probation when it happened. Like we ain't taking it laying down. It was like, well, well, no, I mean, we will ba- see your ass in court. Was, yeah. Back then it was still, I mean, it was barely 10 years removed from SMU getting the death penalty. It was a different era. Yeah. People were, you know, and Bam- Bama even got hammered pretty good. Like after the whole Albert Several Means times. thing. Yeah. They, they got, they got drilled. And they got drilled again at the uh, in the late nineties, right? I remember Auburn. They had an entire season. Remember Terry Bowden first went to Auburn. I think it was nineteen ninety four. His first year there, they went eleven and zero, ten and zero, whatever it was. He only played ten or eleven games back then, and uh, they were on probation from the end of the Pat Dye era. And there weren't none of their games were televised. They had a TV blackout. The NCAA used to do this, Tucker. They said, you know, in addition to probation, no one, none of your games are televised. So hmm. Auburn had an unbeaten season. They couldn't go to a bowl oh. game, and none of their games were on TV. You know, the, the worst one was they had an epic game uh, where they, they went down to the swamp and were one of the first, one of the first teams to uh, beat Spurrier in the swamp, and it wasn't on TV. You imagine not being able to watch a game like that? Well, how did that work? Because, like, it's unfair to punish Florida for that, right? Like, no, your, your opponents. No, I mean, you just you couldn't. I think how it worked with it, that game wasn't on TV, dude. The U, the eighty five UT Florida game wasn't on TV. It was like this epic four. I mean, it's a lost epic uh, game with just a crazy twist at the end that. You know, of bad Tennessee luck. Against Florida? No. That doesn't sound like the Tennessee-Florida series I know. I mean, the story I heard, somebody had, T-Rob or one of the backs had thrown their yeah. towel had come loose, and they threw the towel, and somebody slipped on it. And, and there was a banana peel. What are we talking about, Mario Kart here? Stay with us. Hour number three of The Drive coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? 